So let me start with a story of patience and faith. Elijah, as we've been hearing this morning, was a great prophet of God, and he had just defeated the prophets of Baal prior to the passage that I'm going to read this morning. He was accustomed to the miracles of God, but even so, even Elijah, as powerful as, as, he, as he had seen God move in and through him, didn't always get what he wanted in the moment that he asked for it. He sometimes had to wait to see God move. So we're going to be reading from the common English version of the Bible. This is out of 1 Kings chapter 18. Elijah then said to Ahab, get up, celebrate with food and drink because I hear the sound of a rainstorm coming. So Ahab got up to celebrate with food and drink, but Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel. He bowed to the ground, put his face between his knees and prayed. He said to his servant, his assistant, he said, please get up and look toward the sea. So the assistant did so, and he said, I don't see anything. Seven times, Elijah said, do it again. The seventh time, the assistant said, I see a small cloud the size of a human hand coming up from the sea. Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, pull yourself together, go down the mountain, and don't let the rain hold you back. After a little while, the sky became dark with clouds, and a wind came up with a huge rainstorm. See, when Elijah told his servant to go and look toward the sea, he wasn't really looking for a weather report. He wasn't looking for, hey, is it, is it going to be nice today? He was looking for the promise of God. See, they were in a drought. It had been th- over three years. God had promised to Elijah that this drought would end, that he would see the end of the drought. So he was seeing his servant, sending his servant to find, uh, is it happening? What God challenged Elijah with was to be obedient. You be obedient, you trust on me, and this promise is going to happen. So Elijah prepared for and waited for the promise of God to come. But nothing happened. Nothing happened, at least not at first. Consider for a moment Elijah, man of God, on his knees, praying to God for the answer. In this drought, send the rain. This is the Elijah who, just before this, had battled the, the, the hundreds of prophets of Baal and called down heavenly fire to consume an offering. This is the Elijah who later would be taken up to heaven in a chariot of fire, accustomed to seeing God do and move and, and the miracles of God to be somewhat commonplace. So this is the Elijah who's praying, and he sends his servant out. He says, go and check, and his servant returns. With nothing but disappointment to report. No cloud, no rain, no promise. Elijah had held up his end of the deal. If you read scripture, Elijah was, he was faithful. He was obedient to God in and throughout all of his ministry. So where was God? I'm doing what what you've asked me to do. Where are you, God? But instead of giving up, you know what Elijah did? He told his servant, go back, go back. See, here at Arbor Point, we've seen some ups and downs. That usually would get an amen, kind (laughs) of. We've seen some ups and downs, right? 
There's been, you know, Joe McKechnie started the church. It grew to over 130 in worship. And Joe left, and Brad Green came with hope and excitement about the possibilities. We moved to this site, but it didn't go exactly as, as we had all hoped it would. Then Kit and I were appointed a little over two years ago. We got here, like Brad, with hopes and dreams and aspirations, and we haven't seen the attendance grow in the way that we had hoped it would. But, but, we have seen God move in this place. Amen. Amen. We're seeing amazing things throughout the church in the lives of those of us who call Arbor Point Church home. When we first got here, one of the things that we needed to do, our first year was spent with a lot of infrastructure stuff, stuff behind the scenes that I know that you don't see. Uh, but we needed to shore up some of the operational stuff. Last year, we implemented the journey, our, our small group discipleship process. We are being obedient to what God has called us to do. This year, this year, as I look on the horizon, you know what I see? I see a cloud. I see a cloud forming. So what do we do, right? What do we do? Let's, I love Elijah's example, so let's go back to where Elijah was in this. So Elijah, he sends his servant out on day one, and, and he goes out and he comes back, and, and he has nothing. He sees nothing. He sends him out on day two. Get out there. Go see. There's got to be a cloud. God always honors his promises. Go out there. And he goes out and he looks, and Rick, you know what he saw? Nothing. And on day three, surely this is the day. I mean, I just called down fire from heaven to consume a burnt offering. This has got to be the one. Lynn. What does the servant see? Not a thing. So day four, he sends him back. You know what he saw, Tammy? Nothing. Day five, the same. Day six, the same. And you know what, Elijah? Surely by now he's going to give up, right? No, he doesn't give up. You know what he says to his servant on day seven? Go back. And look at the sky and tell me what you see. Tell me what you see. What Elijah knew and we often fail to realize is that God's promises will come to pass. God's promises will come to pass. Say it with me. God's promises will come to pass. It just not be, may not be according to our timing just may not be according to our timing. At this moment in your life, all the evidence may be pointing to drought. But drought does not have to mean the end of the promise. It just might be a delay. It just might be a delay. If you've been looking for the evidence of what God has promised, don't give up after the first glance. Keep going back. Go back. Just as Elijah instructed his servant, go back. He, and he kept going. You know what would have happened if it hadn't happened on day seven? You know what he would have said on day eight? Go check. Yeah, he just said, go back and look because there's going to be a cloud because God told me there's going to be a cloud. And the rain is going to come and the drought is going to end and all things are going to change. Keep going back and you'll see the promise come to pass. One of the most difficult places to live is between what God has done in the past and what you're praying for God to do in the future. It's a tough place to live between those two places. It's a place that's often referred to as the desert, as the drought, as the dry season. 
where we find ourselves in that place, our eyes instinctively go to what we don't have. What's missing? Our focus goes to our frustration instead of his faithfulness. And, we, and it puts us in a terrible mental place, a spiritual place of what's going on. But it doesn't have to be that way because we have a choice. God gave us a choice. It, choice, free will. He gives us these things so that we can make decisions that will honor him or not. So one of the things we can choose is our perspective. Am I going to focus on the past? Am I going to live in that place? Or am I going to focus on what God's doing and where he's taking us and where we're going to live? Am I going to learn from the past and use it to, to catalyze, to, to energize where we're going in the future? Uh, am I going to look at the dry ground as a cause for complaint? Or am I going to go, I need to cry out to God in complete dependence on him because I can't fix it. And I know that he can because he is God. Let's go there. Let's go there. Are we going to look at that dry ground? Are we going to fix our eyes on heaven with the cloud coming and, and where the blessing is going to come from and go, I am trusting in your promise, oh God. I'm trusting in your promise. See, ultimately, a season of drought can bring us to a place of greater devotion if we let it. If we focus more on where God is instead of what we want and what we think and all of those things can bring us to a place of God reliance, a place of going, God, you've been doing this throughout Scripture, throughout history with Moses and Abraham and, and Elijah and Elisha and David and one after the other after the other of those characters and people from the Bible that you have used and, and made difference in life with. Do it again, only this time do it with Caden and Carolyn and Patty and Ann and Rick and Deb, and Rick, and Rick, and <laughs> with us, with you, do it again here in this place with this people. It can push us to our knees where we go, okay, Lord, here, here am I, here am I, send me. I'll go wherever you want me to go. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Do it again. Do it again. Last week I proclaimed it's time to let go of the past and move into God's preferred future in this place. It's not that the past doesn't matter. It's just to let go of the past so that we can move into the future that God has for us in this place. And that's, that's what we're going to do. That's where my focus is going to be. I hope that you... That you that we go together, but that's where I'm headed. I'm headed into the future that God has prepared for us. And it's, pro it's a promise-filled future. A promise-filled future. This is probably a familiar passage to many, but it's a promise. The prophet Isaiah, he said, Those who wait upon the Lord will mount up on wings like eagles, run and not be weary, will walk and shall not faint. But it's more than that. And you can go through Scripture and you'll find Promise after promise. Jeremiah, for I know the plans I have for you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Second Chronicles 7.14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear, I will hear, forgive those sins and take them into a new land. 
You ready to go into a new land, guys? You ready for this? You ready for what, what God's going to do? See, God's not in the business of letting us go. I have made a statement over the, since I've been here that, that was a wrong statement. I said, if we go out, we're going to go out doing ministry. I got news for you. We ain't going out. We ain't going anywhere. You know, we're going to do ministry, but it ain't because we're going to go out. It's because God is going to bless us and move us and draw the people that this is their church to so that we can impact this community, not for us, but for him. For him. That's where we're going. That's what this place is going to be all about. God will do what he promises to do. So keep your eye on the horizon because there's a cloud forming and the rain is coming. There's a song from Elevation Worship. It's called, There is a Cloud. And you're going to see the words on the screen. And you can sing along if you'd like. But what I really, really want, let these words go in. Let these words go deep. Let them get into your soul. Because that's what this is about. Relying on the promises of God. Hear the words roaring as thunder with the new future to tell for the dry season is over there is a cloud beginning to swell look to the skies heavy with blessing lift your eyes offer your heart Jesus Christ open the heavens now we receive the Spirit of God. We receive your rain. We receive your rain. Every seed buried in sorrow, you will call forth in its time.
We put ourselves before you asking that you would move, that your Holy Spirit would be the thing that greets us every morning, that you would give us an energy and a vibrancy that doesn't exist outside of you. Pour into us, work through us, help us to be your people in new and powerful and fresh ways. Give us boldness and courage. Lord, sometimes we get afraid and we don't know what's going to happen. And in those times, we can move away from you thinking that we're drawing near to you. Father, we're looking at the horizon. We're seeing what you're going to do. We see the cloud forming. You have prepared us for this time. Carry us forward. We receive your And with great anticipation, we await the promise to come. Everything that you have spoken will come to pass. Let it be done.